0: Yeah <laughs> Good morning. Good morning. Okay, sorry about
1: the. <laughs> I was having some technical difficulties. How are you? I'm all right. It's all good. Um, let us go ahead and get started um, on our porch time. We want to welcome you um, to porch time with Coley and Optimus Prime. And today, I'm gonna again turn the mic over to Coley, and she will let you guys know what we'll be discussing today so take it away okay
0: uh good morning everybody um so we're just um gonna talk about the student mentality and uh, I think I continue the conversation from last week um the importance of a student mentality, like understanding your learning style, your individual, like, motivations. Um, also in the, the vein of homeschool, Rome school, like talk about some lessons that we learn at home. Um, you know, I'm one of a household of uh, eight individuals and two dogs. So um, I'm great for assisting with communal living, coping skills, and just... Self love within the dynamic of uh, so many personalities, and um, talk a little bit about that stuff we've got going on. So, um, how's the book going?
1: Um, both are going really well. Um, how is your is going? So, um, I have done mm,
0: absolutely nothing towards um. <laughs> my writing or drawing, I got uh, roped into another creative project that could be finished in a short amount of time. And I was like, oh yeah, let's do that. So I've paused from that to give myself some space from that. And in in the process of doing that, like ended up, um, I've uh, become a part of uh, three, different leadership communities so that's pretty cool I've got um, some classes starting tomorrow and
1: you're going to be teaching them?
0: I'm going to be learning them Ben um, but I've actually signed up as a a student mentor so um, I learn best like after the Montessori method which is I, I learn it I listen to it I um demonstrate it get some feedback and then try again so it's it's more direct than just listening and taking notes and um I've learned that I learn best when I can apply what it is I'm learning about and if I don't have a means to do that um then it, it just becomes some information that may or may not be useful to me at some point in the future so I've um, I feel as though having a healthy sense of curiosity is, um, really served me very well lately because, <laughs> um, I've had, um, just people reach out to me and say like, oh, just based on these one or two interactions with you, like you need to come over here. So, um, that's, uh, the classes that I'm learning from, I got connected uh, with an organization through my sister. And um, it, it's going to help me apply some of the other stuff that I've been learning. And um, then use that to in a, in a leadership vein. I've joined a cohort of conscious media creators, as well as um, a like a a support community. I haven't quite gotten involved in it yet. I've just kind of I've gotten the information, and um, the people currently in it have like reached out to me and encouraged me to participate, which is interesting because I'm I've been an observer and like silent partner, and so many things to actually kind of step forward and stand out a bit is a little daunting. Um, I uh, had a really great conversation with um, a gentleman that I met who lives up in Tennessee we met online and um, just had probably one of the realest conversations with another human being that I've had in a long time so that was very enjoyable Uh, so a lot of of little things
1: so what is what is um, conscious needy like conscious Media, Um,
0: you know, you've heard of like the expression woke. Um, I'm a a certified energy practitioner of uh, Trinity energy progression, it is a healing modality um, that deals with source energy and the connection to that. So it's um, difficult to explain, and I've just Never necessarily bothered to explain it. Um, sometimes, when I have a conversation with someone that I cross paths with, I'll have a desire to say something profound. Um, and it, it tends to be profound to them. I may not think anything of it, um, but I can tell when it resonates because certain parts of my body tingle, like my toes will tingle or I'll feel um tingling or pressure on my shoulders and that's just an acknowledgement of um the ancestors telling me like yes this is what I'm thinking is being like confirmed with me in my body that like yes I need to say that because sometimes I'll see people and have a thought um I'll never forget I was in a store one day in this um man walked by me and um I just (laughs) I looked at him and I was like that is a sexy bitch and I thought that was just the weirdest thought to have about someone that I just I'd never seen before and um as I was walking around the store I like I hope overheard a conversation he was having with someone that kind of confirmed the the thought that was just like this um, person had a, a sense of self-confidence that they built from other people telling them that they weren't shit. So they learned to um, build their own confidence by rejecting the judgments of other people. So um, that so, to some, that thought to some may be an insult, and to others, it might be a compliment because, like, yeah, it's all in how you see yourself, right?
1: Yeah, perception. Yep. So, perception.
0: <laughs> telling um, my sister the other day when I was in uh, Texas in 2018, I was um, staying with a woman who had uh, taken me in, and I was, um, I'd been doing some acting and I was working on a play and I was going for another audition and I was getting myself um, together that day and just kind of looking at myself in the mirror, checking my confidence levels and everything, just preparing myself mentally and energetically to stand on stage in front of someone and talk to them. And um, I was like, yeah, this is what I want to do for a living. Like I want to stand on stage and talk to folks. So it's like, yeah. And, um, the woman was um, her Spanish was her primary language and I was um, I did not know, have like the, the right word to tell her that I'm going to go audition I didn't know that word in Spanish so I was like yeah I'm just gonna go see if these people want to pay me that's what I said to her in Spanish and um, she told my friend she was like that woman's a prostitute like don't um, you need to get her out of your house and when my friend told me that You know what my first thought was? I was like, oh, she thinks I'm pretty. (laughs) I just did not even bother to get insulted by the fact that she thought that I was a prostitute because I I knew already that um, I didn't have the right words to communicate what it is I was trying to do. And I was carrying myself in a very confident, like, look at me, see me kind of Uh, Energy. So the way that she could interpret that was like, okay, she's looking pretty and she's talking about people paying her. So she must be a prostitute. That was like the first thing that came to her mind. And ironically enough, had her friend not been with me at um, play rehearsal, she might've believed her and thought like, yeah, this woman is, but I wasn't, but I just thought that was, that was one of those times where, um, I knew that what she thought of me didn't matter because what I was doing was what I was doing and she wasn't trying to pay me. So it didn't matter to me whether or not she thought what, what she thought of me, but I just chose to interpret her judgment as a compliment to me. Like, Oh, so nice. So, yeah. But, um, that's, um, part of the, 2018 adventures in, uh, I was talking to um, a woman yesterday who is, um, you know, with everything that's going on and everything so much shifting in the lives of so many people dealing with um, domestic violence, food insecurity, um, unemployment, um, homelessness, and the circumstances right the The whole whole gamut gamut. of the the human experience like kind of being thrust upon us um with this situation and then like the 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 dumpster fire of what our um political system um wants to be um truly like if you have a, a student mindset one that goes like okay what can i learn from this And uh, the gentleman I was speaking with yesterday, he's a history buff. And um, so that gave me pause to, like, dig into what I understand of history. And, you know, millionaires are made in recessions. You know why that is?
1: Yeah. Yeah, that is true. Because people get to a
0: point where they're like, you know what, fuck it. I might as well try it. I mean, I, I don't have... I've, I've either lost everything that I thought was important to me, so I might as well do something that I want to do. And then from that that drive, they end up just doing something that they love and or appreciate or giving back or, you know, how can I help? I, I remember a conversation with a young lady about helping. And um, if you cannot find a helper, then that is your call to be a helper.
1: I think, um, I think also too with that statement, um, it causes people to be focused. Like, I think for me, 2020 has been the most focused I have been in the 42 Mm -hmm. years I've been on this earth. And I've done Mm -hmm. some great things. Um, in my life, but it was always like, spur- it was like spurts, like I do something great and then I get distracted, then I do something great, and then I get distracted but I always stayed kind <laughs> of focused focused, okay. but this year, this year has been like OMG like from my mental to my physical to my career, to everything. It's like, everything is just like, I'm so Mm -hmm. locked in. Um, It's kind of like playing football. Like, when I would play football, like, Monday, Mm -hmm. we'll take hot school. Monday through Thursday, I would, you know what I'm saying, get the game plan and i get my mind together. And then Thursday night, would be because I had a ritual. I, I would watch Living Single, Martin, okay. and New York Undercover. Once New York, once New York Undercover went off, it was mm-hmm. like it's game time. And I was locked and loaded. Like I would go to school, but I was just a body. Okay. If that makes sense. Like my mom wasn't there. But my body was, you know what I'm saying? Like, okay, yeah, okay. Because all I was thinking about is Friday and the opponents that I would be facing that night. But I never really had that type of focus on any of my adult life uh, until now. It's like I'm, I'm a focused, man, as Jay-Z said. a focused, man. You know, um, so I can see where you said, you know, millionaires, billionaires are made during, you know, recession and depressions mm-hmm. and stuff like that because they're focused. You know, so I ain't got to worry about the hustle and bustle. Cause they ain't got no hustle but I lost everything, so they trying to create the, the next hustle and bustle. But right, that's just so my take.
0: Do on you it. know what your learning style is?
1: Um, I think I'm more what kinesthetic. Does that mean? Like I have to do it kinesthetic. Like I have to, you know, I learn it, listen to it, but um i have to apply just like what you i think what i was hearing you when Mm -hmm. you was explaining your style um that's kinesthetic because ain't it like visual um kinesthetic and then auditory um you know i
0: i'm not uh educated in the the various learning styles i just understand my own um, so that it allows me to have better conversations with people who are trying to teach me something um, because it can be rather okay. frustrating because I ask a lot of questions and I want to be able to apply what it is I'm learning um, many uh, people tend to be accustomed to like a lecture style where I just Word vomit a lot of information at you, and then you get to figure out how you can apply it. Like, I, if I can get like one or two examples of how it can be applied, and then just allow my creative mind to go, okay, well, what else can I use this on? Sometimes it's just having that one little piece of possibility that um, helps me remind that, okay, there's other things that I can do with this beyond that. Because um, my mind loves to know how something can be used for more than one thing. Like, I just, I just think that is amazing. That's, I used to love to travel for, with work. It was like, I got a chance to go see someplace different and get paid to do a job that I enjoyed. So it's like, I got paid to vacation. So, um, but yeah. So um, what do you remember like a, a lesson that you learned from your mom is there um, something that you
1: still remember uh, I mean I got a lot of lessons is how I learned from her I think uh, the one that I guess i used use this one to send the book um, like mm-hmm. when I was in kindergarten like my first report card was all used I don't know if they still do U, uh, okay. S, and E. Um, U being un- unsatisfactory, S being satisfactory, mm-hmm. and E being excellent. Well, I got all U's. I couldn't color. I couldn't mm-hmm. cut. I couldn't paste. Um, and so my first, my first experience <laughs> with uh, uh-huh. that whole system uh-huh. was a bummer. Um, but she was like we're not having no use up in here which is equivalent <laughs> to F, all I F. Saying you're fine. Like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying so, you just keep it started so, um, so I mean that could have been discouraging but she was more of a kinesthetic learner like we're going to figure this out we're going to practice until you get more proficient right. in whatever the skill set So, with the coloring, I used to what they call scribble-scrabble. And that's just just color all over the place. You know what I'm saying? Um, But what she did was she bought me coloring books. She bought me crayons. And she showed me how to Mm -hmm. first trace the picture And she told me, when you trace the picture, Uh that's your boundary. To not go outside the line. Well, fast forward to later on in the kindergarten school year. I won a coloring contest. And it was for the fire department. And I beat beat the whole school. Like, I won the whole... Yeah, from kindergarten to fifth grade. I beat the whole school. So, you know what I'm saying? Mm. It was like we practiced. You know what I'm saying? That was like, quote unquote, my home, right. homework. <laughs> and I would actually, mm. you know, practice coloring. Um, and I got proficient in it. So, that was one of the lessons that introduced me to kinest- okay. kinesthetic, kinesthetic learning. You know, applying, you know, I mean, I, I also learned through visual and auditory. You ain't going to mm-hmm. be no dog <laughs> on all use. Right. <laughs> you ain't bringing that in my house. i mm-hmm. like, all oh, right, okay, okay. Uh, and she helped me work on my cutting because I also had a problem with the understanding of what to mm-hmm. cut and what to leave. I thought the dotted line was what you're supposed to cut on. So all my characters would be hairless <laughs> or hairless. And all the other kids, people would look different. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I'm sitting there like I'm done. But no, you okay. didn't. You just yeah. messed up the, the figure. So my mom, she took some old magazines that she had and we practiced okay. on cutting. I mean, it wasn't like cut on the dotted line and all that, but she again told me where to cut and how to, you know, position my hands and all that good stuff and I got proficient in that and then <laughs> we didn't have glue. <laughs> so she just told me, just put small dots in the corner and in the middle uh-huh. and keep it keep it moving. So <laughs> make a, a long story longer, um, I, ch- I nice. changed all those U's into E's.
0: And I remember um, yeah. my mom ended, my mom was a teacher, God rest her soul. And um, in, I want to say the third grade, um, I just, my uh, teacher was so, I was just very uninterested and I used to suck my fingers and I would just sit in the classroom and stare out the window and look at the trees or whatever. Like I was so bored in class and um, um, I think that they thought that I was retarded because I just did not want to participate. They were just not, it wasn't fun for me. And um, my mom had a friend and she hired her to tutor me and I went to with her for a while and like she taught me like how to look at things differently and I, I learned to like I'm a great test taker I learned some test taking skills that um, I use to this day and um, just learned how to make things like fun for myself and um, but <laughs> I didn't quite learn that lesson to apply it all the way into high school because when I was in the ninth grade I did not like my English teacher and um I ended up failing English but because I was um so like well read and I did so well on my test they ended I was taking like advanced um math classes and whatnot so they, they couldn't take me out of the advanced math classes because you can't dumbed down math but they switched my English class um, to a different one and that um, was very interesting because um, the the classes were more engaged where I was before just the, the teacher I didn't like so I, I didn't do the work and I ended up having to go to summer school and uh, my mom told me like yeah you better get your license because if you don't you're going to be walking to summer school because I'm not driving you." i was like okay i took that uh driving test uh, several times (laughs) on the last time i finally got it so i could take myself to summer school and i enjoyed summer school and the teacher asked me one day she was like why are you here and i explained to her the situation with just not liking my uh english teacher and um not doing the work because of that. And she explained to me, she was like, don't let how you feel about somebody else affect you from getting yours. Like, they have theirs. Their job is to give you the information and your job is to do the work or what have you. So don't let how you feel stop you or block you from um, doing what's best for you. And honestly, in that situation, it ended up um, working out for me. Because I got a chance to um, have that great interaction with that teacher, and ended up uh, kind of working as an assistant to her during the summer. Because I, you know, I, I had the, the knowledge to be there. I That's just, great. you know, allowed my hard head to put my ass on my shoulder and um, refused to, um, yeah, humble myself to a woman that I felt like talked down to me. So. I'm
1: like, okay. That's the lesson. i I'm, I'm I mean that's that's I, honestly, that's a big thing. You know what I'm saying? Like in sports and exercise psychology, we learn that there are two goal orientation okay. two goal orientations. You know what I'm saying? So you got person A that they don't care how they do the skill. Longest they look better than everybody, or they match up as being superior to the group. They may not be mm-hmm. the best on the team, but they're one of the best. Or they win. Like, okay, I, I caught the ball right. with my foot, but so what? Uh-huh. We won, and you lost. Mm-hmm. That's ego goal oriented people. And then the opposite end of the spectrum is task or mastery goal oriented people. Those individuals, they don't care whether they win or lose their concern or how they get their self efficacy is with. How they match up in comparison to when they first started the skill, did they now right. been making right. improvements to where they are today? And yeah, exactly. And so, a coach or a teacher, they have to understand that mm-hmm. not everybody learns one way. You know what I'm saying? And I may be an ego-goer in a person. So my coach or my teacher may say, well, if you don't want to look stupid mm-hmm. out there, you know what I'm saying? If you don't want to lose, right. you better get it together. You know what I'm saying? That's my mm-hmm. way of saying, okay, okay, it's time. If I was a task-oriented person, the coach or the teacher would be like, remember to put your feet in this place right. remember to have your hands set this way so that you can succeed in you know making the catch or right. getting the yards that you need or whatnot. and so that's more conducive to the player I think a lot of I ain't gonna say <laughs> a lot of professional maybe uh-huh. they do or collegiate um and literally, they all about win. You know what I'm saying? Win. We got to win. And you know what I'm saying? They harp on just yeah. the W and the L. You know what I'm saying? But I may not be a person that cares about the W and the L. I want to know if I'm getting better. You know what I'm saying? And that helps me with the experience of the sport or the skills. Or the lesson that you're trying to learn. You know what I'm saying? Okay, so I got a hundred in, in in the class, but did I right. do better than I did last time? <laughs> That's mm-hmm. what I'm concerned with. Tell me that information, or like myself. Right, I was caring about did I pass or did I fail? Give me the dog Like what? Well, how many did I went? Uh, how many did I? Um, I, I, I get right and How many did I mess up on? I don't care about what I got wrong. You ain't got to go over that. Just let me know that <laughs> I got more right than I did wrong because I was an ego-go-oriented person. But um, you have to be mindful of that because ego-go-oriented people, they burn out quicker than tasks. Right. Because you ain't going to always be the best some some and i used to say that to myself growing up somebody somewhere is working harder than you and you're gonna meet that person mm-hmm. so you better go and do what you got to do <laughs> so that right. when you meet them at least you can stack up to them still with that ego mindset i don't want to look stupid on the field i don't want to look stupid <laughs> you know what i'm saying whatever I need to doggone do my homework so I can at least stack right. up and say that I, I gave it the old college try, but teachers must be mindful of those two orientations if they want that student mm-hmm. or athlete right. to succeed, because it's not about them, it's about the, mm-hmm. the kids or the And I feel like the
0: sign of an
1: amazing teacher
0: is that you want to impart not only information, but wisdom to your students and then allow them to feel free to apply that in a way that makes sense to them and encourage them to attain some level of mastery on something that they resonate with, like that get that excites them or that they're curious about. Like listening to you, I can honestly say, like, yeah, I'm a
1: task-oriented,
0: um, goal setter, learner, or what have you. Like, I do not care about winning because I'm my own winner, and I'm, I'm doing my own um, thing. It's about the experiences for me, how I feel in a given moment, exercising my own mastery of. Like being able to pause when I feel upset and acknowledge my feelings truthfully. And then, um, in being able to do that, like accept them and not hold on to them. Like, that has been um, the lesson of the past few months of for me of late. Because, as I've said previously, like, I do not like to feel strong emotions because um, I've just learned that. <laughs> my my feelings don't matter, but they do. And then just accepting that my feelings matter, being able to express them constructively and just understand that my feelings matter to me. They don't necessarily have to matter to someone else, but it's how I handle myself is, is, is an indicator of my, my greatness as a person and not... Um, whether or not someone approves or likes anything that i'm saying doing feeling or how am i expressing myself as long as i'm not uh destroying their property or assaulting them physically like yes so um i remember um my father used to have like the most beautiful handwriting and um I'm I'm left-handed so left-handed people tend to have really just illegible handwriting in general and um it's a point of pride for me to say that you can read my handwriting the majority of the time and that's because uh just hearing my dad talk about getting awards in school for his handwriting and like oh man I would look at that and I wouldn't try to write like he did. I just wanted to be able to um, read my handwriting. So I used to practice writing a lot. And it's part of the reason why I think drawing gives me so much satisfaction right now. Because it's something that, in my head. This tool in my hand is coming up against this paper. And... When i'm done with it like the little parts i'm working on that just seem so abstract but then when i hold it out there's other pictures inside of it and it's really exciting to kind of see what messages like my spirit is encouraging me to put down on the paper that i receive and and other people get to too when they view a piece of art that i've worked on and whatnot but um so, um, do you have like uncles or aunts, or that you recall learning from when you were little?
1: Uh, well, I'm not gonna say. Uh, I, I, okay, yeah. my aunt, she's very uh, spiritual. Like, she was the one that actually started me on the path of okay. uh, just knowing that there's a higher being other than myself um i think um she was like uh one of those okay. uh, holy roly holy rollers you know what i'm saying <laughs> instead of playing monopoly she want to play bubblegum gum art game and it's like course the- what is this? I mean, and it was basically a game about Noah's Ark. You know what I'm saying? And the pieces will move around the board. Animals, rather, will move around the board. To me, as a kid, it was boring. I liked the bubble gum. You know what I'm okay. saying? As a matter of fact, I ate all the bubble gum that came in the game and <laughs> didn't tell nobody where the bubble gum went. Um, actually, the pink pink ones i hate it so i used to hide those behind my mom dressing and then one day when she was cleaning up she saw all these pink bubblegums that was lined up against the wall but it didn't occur to you to leave them where they were i I wanted the other ones but you didn't leave the bub
0: the candy where they were so that somebody who wanted them could have them
1: How do you know you didn't like them? Nobody liked the pink. Uh-huh. No, I mean, when we would play the game, because oh. okay. I think when you won, you got a piece of bubble gum. You know okay. what I'm saying? And no one wanted <laughs> to pick the pink. So you got a bag full of pink. So- you. you know what I'm saying? It's like, I know that want that job. But, um, I think she was You know, she helped Mm -hmm. me learn about my spiritual um, aspect of my life because I really get into, you know, learning more about God, Mm -hmm. especially now with the things that I've had to experience. It has really made me, you know, really understand and appreciate how he's real he's really real but um it all started with her you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. um reading mm-hmm. um different books and stuff like that they always were spiritual it was never no secular uh-huh. book <laughs> jack and the beanstalk what what what's that? you know <laughs> uh Red Riding Hood, what? what nah, you ain't gonna give. Here we go <laughs> with Jesus and you know, in the desert, or or uh, 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 Joseph and uh, Jericho. It's like, I mean, I mean, not Joseph, but uh, Joshua and Jericho It's like, man, give me a regular book, like, like, quit giving me these spiritual books. But mm-hmm. I appreciate her doing what she did um because my mom tried to get me to go to church but I was like "Nah, I'm good she would try to bribe me like I could get uh, if you go <laughs> okay. with me you can get some markers I'm like I got enough markers what about your I'm dad good. you know um but yeah my mom uh I really don't know my dad. I've only met my dad five years... Five times in my life. I'm 42. Okay. And I've only seen my dad five five times in my life. So, like... I had to learn all the male lessons mm-hmm. from the neighborhood older guys who were probably... Bro not the best <laughs> teacher <laughs> to teach you and the rest was well, you definitely uh, from
0: observation, that's for sure. I understand that. And I mean, you're a testament to your own uh spiritual fortitude in that you um went through school and um finished even after your mom passed, if you stayed the course to make sure that you achieve the goal that you set out for yourself, and um, that is truly a testament to your spirit. You're welcome. Thank you. So, um, we have uh, um, continued yeah. our weekly efforts as a family to volunteer. In the community, and um, we've started to connect with some other families that have come out to volunteer too. That is super exciting. Um, met um, a married couple with uh, two That's sons good. and um, worked with the husband yesterday. My twin sister worked with the wife as we were volunteering. So I'm looking forward to. Um, just building that relationship and having some other friends who are wanting to kind of get out in the community. So if you're listening and um, if, if you've never experienced food insecurity, know that's because um, someone made sure that you had enough to eat. And there are people who are experiencing food insecurity in uh, cities across the country. And there are food banks and food pantries that uh, would be very grateful for your assistance. So if you've never thought about supporting a cause, uh, let me encourage you to find one that resonates with you. Like, for me, food is one of the ways that we show love. Um, my grandparents were farmers, so they're deeply connected to the land. There was just, there was always food. Um, I don't um, recall as a child ever going to bed hungry because we didn't have food. Now, you know, my mouth got to be a little slick or whatever, and I end up getting sent to bed. And that has happened a time or two in, yeah. But uh, just going into the kitchen and not being able to find any food is an experience that I have not had. However, my godchildren have, like, I have had them tell me, like, Auntie Coley, we don't have any food. And to go to their house and to actually go there and see, like, legit, they don't have food. Like, okay. So, um, that's why this, uh, passion project of, um, working with the food pantry, helping them help support, uh, families that have children and have food insecurities, um, to have that one less thing um, to to have to have as a concern, and um, that is a great uh, encouragement. So, um, uh, dear listener, if you yeah. haven't thought about uh, contributing, go ahead and do so. And um, oh, I wanted to mention to you, Lamelle, um I don't, I don't know if you remember. I, I said that I I want my goal is to live to be 150 my intention is to be the 80 year old twerking at the family reunion and i met a hip-hop um dance teacher yesterday and i was like "Ooh, i don't care i was like "Ooh, can you teach me how to twerk and she okay. was like i don't know if i can twerk and i came back with her and i was like i didn't ask you if you could twerk i just asked you if you could teach me how and she was like oh that's a very clear that's a distinction yeah, I can. Like, all right, great. Like, it, it it's more about the fun and the experience of learning than, and you know, I know that if I get the basics down, I will eventually be able to achieve the goal of doing that dance and um, in a not, it, it will or it won't be cringeworthy, but it, I'll be having fun. So it won't matter whether or not um, someone else feels some type of way about Observing me, enjoying myself, but I was like, Yeah, all the kids coming together. <laughs> my working teacher has arrived. So
1: it's, it's funny, it's funny that you say that because uh, my senior year, I didn't go to my junior year, um, um mm-hmm. because uh. <laughs> My high school career was more huh. adult driven or adult mindset. So when people were worried about, you know, stuff that really teenagers should be worried about, right. I was worried about whether or not I was going to have to be a professional drug dealer, you know what I'm saying, or whatnot. And so I did go to my senior year prom. And my younger sister, she's nine years younger than I. Okay. So I can recall, because I thought I couldn't dance. And I'm like, I gotta learn. Okay. I gotta, I gotta have some type of dance move. So I said, teach me how to butterfly. Yes. And mm-hmm. back, yeah, the, the back, you remember butterfly used to be big <laughs> back in the day in the 90s. And when you say about your twerking, mm-hmm. it just requires. It reminds me of my little sister. She's like, I'm. I was what seventeen, so uh-huh. she was what eight. Yeah, because we nine years okay. apart. Seventeen. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so she taught me how to butterfly, and I probably got, okay. got the math wrong, but I did the but I did the butterfly <laughs> the whole night. Every song that came on, Butterfly. They're like, uh, you got any more uh, dance moves? Don't worry about my dance moves. Just get out the word. I got, I got, got a roll. butterfly. Let me see you Tootsie Roll. Uh, no? Tootsie Roll? I did it. Um, um, uh, no. chicken No, soup? Butterfly. Um. Butterfly. How about the bus butterfly. stop? Butterfly.
0: You know that one? <laughs> I'm like, come on now. I'm not that much older than you. The butterfly.
1: (laughs) Like I said, uh, the butterfly was all Uh I was going to do. And even when it was time to do the slow jam, I was like, man. The date that I took, she was like, "You better not butterfly. This is not a song for butterfly." I'm like, I, "No way!" <laughs> I don't know how to slow down. No, you didn't. So we can do a slow version of the yeah. butterfly. The, the butterfly. All righty, uh, butterfly. Mm-hmm. So when you said it's working, it just reminded me of I was so and the cool thing is people was like man then they know they knew me as my my last name because i of course played football and stuff that's right and they was like <laughs> i didn't even know you could dance and i was like yeah man i can do the butterfly like let's get it you know what i'm saying so uh that Monday, when I came back to school, that was the talk of the school. Like, Sang was out now, butterflying all over the place. like, don't hate me. But I told my little sister, I was like, you saved me. Because I basically was the talk of the song. I was the butterfly king. She was laughing. She was that like, yeah. Wonderful. I was like, you did a good job. I'm that is so
0: true. It. See, we learn so, um, yeah. not only from school, the but from our environment and uh, from our family and friends. So they can be an encouragement or a detriment to our goals. So as we get ready to close on out, i <laughs> our talk today about the student mentality, our different learning styles and lessons that we've learned from our parents and family. Um, was there anything else you wanted to say before we uh, I did, did my little rapping thing?
1: <laughs> uh nah, not really. I mean, just yep. I just show examples of how yep. I'm a kinesthetic learner. <laughs> I love things showing me
0: Alright, so Again, here's the source a message of the day uh, Know that life is meant to be lived and lived abundantly The experiences that you have That may have been a challenge to you Don't happen as a punishment They happen because they're meant to teach you something to Accept yourself the way that you are Because how the Most High sees you Is different from what how anyone else sees you Everything you get and everything you don't get It's all working out for you If you're missing something Forgive yourself for your appreciation or lack thereof in a given moment. Know that gratitude is the attitude. You must check your y'all and pitch. Make the call to be grateful for all, even the bullshit. Know that learning is never ending. and You do not learn that you are here on purpose. You will learn through pain. It's all the same. We're just built with different sizes and geographies. You know, my balls are called ovaries, but I'm over petty comparisons because we choose and create peace by our choices, choose to be a peace when other people think you ought not to because when you do you're overriding your bad prior programming because your greatness is different from what anyone thinks of you even what you think of yourself when you see yourself the way that god do boo a perfect version of yourself an imperfect version of someone else so we sin by comparison with envy for what we do see without compassion for what we don't see the hard work and the dedication that it goes into creating a work of art and you are too from the start even in the bullshit even in the dark places know that there is light within you and if someone doesn't see your light you must look within yourself to see that light and put your ego on a shelf and sit in to listen my name is nicole my friends call me coley i am the mom in shock man she man ant man come on man it's a man's world that needs a woman's touch but i'm not man enough i'm a woman and I appreciate the many lessons in my life. And I'm a nurturer. I'm an encourager. My goal is to encourage you to see yourself as amazing because you are. And I look forward to this time uh, with you again uh, another time. I invite you to um, find me at Homeschool with Nicole Nixon on anchor.fm and um, connect with me as we continue these conversations and talk with other people that cross my path and just hear stories about my life as uh, the leader of the Woldane clan W-O-A-H-D-A-N-G-C-L-A-N not the Ku Klux Klan because I don't wear a hood I wear my my dreads and my locks and no makeup and a clean face Uh, we operate above hate divine abundance not greed come love all now and um, yeah I'm a tribe of one getting the job done better Uh, well done than well said because I will keep quiet um, the hate and bring love to the things that I do because that's what God told me to. And I appreciate you. Thank you, Lamell.
1: Thank you. You are, yes, and you all are. I have to say is, yes, You
0: have a great week.
1: Step into your greatness, because we all agree.
0: I'll do my best. Thank.
1: You do the same.